For those of you who don't know me, my name is Annika Speakman, and I'm a current senior at Maynard Jackson High School, graduating in just a few short weeks. I've been attending St. Luke's all of my life, so I'm very thankful and blessed to be able to have the opportunity to speak with you all this morning. Last summer, I had the privilege of traveling to Grand Tetons National Park in Wyoming with the youth group for our pilgrimage. This was a life-changing experience for me, and through fully immersing myself into nature, I was able to explore my faith and strengthen my relationship with both God and Jesus. The timing of this trip was perfect. In the months leading up to last summer, I was struggling in navigating my faith and knowing that I was following the right path that would lead me to God. Because of this, I strongly related to today's reading from John 14. When Thomas asked Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? I thought back to that period in my life when I too wondered the same. Luckily, rather than shaming Thomas for having doubts, Jesus simply responds saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus directly answers Thomas's question by assuring that he is our guidance and the way to God is through him and his path. And from what I have learned about Jesus so far in my life and through this church, is that he is a revelation of God's love. Throughout his entire life, he devoted himself to blessing and serving those in need. He lived a life of love. So as I see it now, if we follow in Jesus' way and live a life of love just as he did, he will guide us to God. I'm so grateful that I was raised in a community and church this, that encompasses this idea of living a life of love, accepting and loving all regardless of their gender, race, ethnicity, sexuality, social class, or wherever they are on their spiritual journey. I can't even begin to count how many times I've sat in these pews and heard the phrase, love your neighbor as yourself. That might be one of the things I miss most about this church, the constant reminder to put love first. I found great comfort in knowing that no matter how long I am gone, and no matter how much doubt I have, I will always be welcomed with open arms by the people of this church. I know that the reason my faith has grown so strong is belonging to a church that puts love first. However, in that time period leading up to the Wyoming pilgrimage, I was struggling to put love first. I was dealing with serious self-image issues, which made it so difficult to love myself. I think most of you can relate to how easy it is to find and only focus on the faults in ourselves, to constantly be comparing the way we look and the way we act to others. This was severely hindering my relationship with Jesus because I wasn't following in his way and putting love first. A lack of self-love makes it so much easier to seek out faults in the people around us and not live a life of love as Jesus did and wants us to do. In Mark 12, 31, Jesus tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves and that this is one of the greatest commandments. However, we can't fully love our neighbors if we don't fully love ourselves. Thankfully, through my pilgrimage to Wyoming, I was able to view my insecurities in a new light 
and to learn to love parts of myself that I had struggled to see the beauty in previously. On one of the very first days of the trip, it was cold, cloudy, and had been raining all morning. Unfortunately, this was a day we had a hike planned at Taggart's Lake. I was disappointed and felt there was no way that the hike could be beautiful because of how gloomy it was outside. Because of this, through most of the hike, I was deep in conversation with friends, barely focusing on the nature surrounding me. When we finally reached Taggart's Lake, though, we sat on a rock on the edge of the water, and for the first time on the hike, I stopped for a second and put all my focus into taking everything in. I looked around at the mountains that surrounded us and observed all of the small details. The different types of trees growing on the mountainsides, the different colors and shapes of pebbles sitting at the bottom of the almost clear lake, and the snow that still remained on the top of the mountainsides, even in June. Every small detail I observed was beautiful. It was truly one of the most breathtaking places I've been in my life and everything surrounding me was one of God's creations. I was able to observe God's power through fully immersing myself into his creations. And even on a cold, cloudy day that I thought would, be, would make God's creation seem ugly, I was not only able to see the beauty in, but I was able to love his work. As theologian Sally McVeigh says, there's only one world, a world that God loves. Since God loves it, we not only can, but should. In fact, loving the world, or rather, loving God through loving the world, is the Christian way. On the car ride home from the hike, I reflected on my experience and had a moment of realization that I, too, am one of God's creations. And if I could find the beauty in and love another one of his creations on a day that I felt was so gloomy, I realized I could find it in myself as well. I could learn to look at the smaller details rather than the full picture, to find beauty in what I was struggling to love about myself. Now, I'm not saying this realization completely changed my life, and I no longer struggle with self-love. Yes, I'm one of God's creations, but I'm also human. What I took away from this, though, and hopefully you all will as well, is that we can learn to see the beauty in what we consider our faults rather than comparing ourselves to others. We can work towards loving ourselves for who we are. And by doing this, we can focus more on following Jesus' way and loving our neighbors as ourselves. The more love we have for ourselves, the more loves we, we can give to others. Living this life of love during everything going on right now is so crucial. There is so much hate in our world that if we don't counter with love, we'll be consumed. We cannot turn to hate so easily. Fighting fire with fire and reciprocating the hate only creates more division. We must love even those who frustrate us or deliberately go out of their way to hurt us. We are not following Jesus' guidance and living a life of love if we pick and choose who gets that love. Even though loving our neighbors as ourselves is so crucial and so important, it is not enough we must also love our enemies as ourselves. In Acts 7, we see Stephen truly capture this idea. While Stephen is being stoned to death, he calls out, Lord, do not hold the sin against them. Just as Jesus did when he was dying on the cross, Stephen asked the Lord to forgive those killing him. He followed in Jesus' way and loved. 
Even when attacked with so much hate, he did not fight fire with fire. In his last moments on earth, Stephen loved. We must do as Stephen did and love our enemies. And only by doing that can we fully live a life of love as Jesus wants us to do. I want to leave you with this quote from Corinthians 13 that I think perfectly entails the kind of love Jesus wants us to have. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Amen.